Episode 2 of Kisses and Claws. Chapter 2, Dragon Talk. This was a bad idea. Father would be furious when, if, he found out. But it was worth it. His anger was worth it. Tomorrow, when they found no dragon body, Father and Red would both regret not bringing me along. I was sure of it. The memory of the roar from a few hours ago have guided me to Blue Man's Forest, where the leaves grew as thick as vines and the roots of the trees clawed through the soil like hands through mud. Red and I would sneak down here when Father and Clyde went to the marketplace. It was our favorite place to play hide-and-seek. Now as I scuttled over the lock and stumbled through the tree, trees, I was thankful for all those silly games we played. I would not have known how to get through the forest otherwise. Through the darkness of the wood, right before reaching the ravine, red and I would play near. There was another roar. It was not like the first two, which has been strong, booming and powerful. No, this one was duller. It was not a show of strength, but sounded like a great beast dying. I froze, near the hill leading down to the ravine, listening to the dragon's call for a moment. As soon as it faded, I spun on my heels and headed in the direction I come from. There was only one place in the forest where the dragon would have hooled up in. The cave. It only took a couple of minutes to get there. After all, it was my favorite place to hide when Red and I came to Bloomin' Forest. As soon as I saw the entrance to it, I knew I'd been right. A giant landslide led right to the tree's hold. The dragon must have just enough strength to fly here and crashed down, setting up a camp for the night. Dirt was scattering around everywhere. Dirt was scattering everywhere and fallen branches marked where the beast had fallen. There was a crimson red liquid staining the glass. Grass glowing in the quantity of the trail continued on. Bile rose up in her throat at the sight. I unconsciously shouldered the bag I quickly grabbed from home before departing to the forest. Packed full of medicine and tonics, I crept toward the cave. I dumbly wondered if a human medicine would even work on a dragon. From inside the cave, the low rasp of breathing could be heard. The dragon. Sucking in a hot breath, I stepped to the tree hole to peer inside. I haven't thought of bringing a torch. In the dead of the night, the inside of the cave appeared not much more than an abyss, an abyss in one would lose themselves forever in. The familiar opening no longer seems to be familiar. No, it seemed dangerous, practically fatal. I paused before heading inside. I haven't really thought of a plan that might much be unhealing the dragon and getting him back to the sky by tomorrow morning. What if the dragon ate me before I could heal it? What was it it smelled father on me and automatically assumed that I'm here to hurt him? I blinked. What if I died? Screeching... Squeezing my eyes shut, I took out the breath before reopening and 
them and slowly tiptoeing past the entrance. The cave was made entirely out of stone, and the water dripping from the spiked ceiling to the uneven floors. The further I walked in, the chillier it got. I was extremely aware that the loss of light, and the fact that I was miles from home from safety. This was a bad idea. My breath came in quick gasp as I tried not to panic. I have never done as well in the dark or tight spaces. However, in a few more trembling places, yelled to a hollow opening in the cave. I carefully crept to a stop in front of me, peeking my head out to look inside the chamber. The moonlight lit up the open space, steaming it through one tiny hole in the ceiling. The cavern was space the cavern was spacious, making rooms for smooth rock smooth rock, latch and chipped walls, colourful colorful crystal, embedded through the rotation of the lines in the wall. None of that seemed special in comparison to the dripping pond in the center, with the moonlight reflecting off of the clear blue waters, the small pools shone prettily throughout the chambers and made the cavil cave feels like cage less feel like feels less like a cage and more like a safe heaven. I slinked to what. gripping the letter snatched back in my hands as if it was a lifeline. Hello? I called out softly. Deep within the cave, I heard a low grumble. Low growl, grumble in response. The baritone sounded like the ground and caused my, every nerve in my body to launch into panic mode. The fear in my chest felt like a tangible thing, and I wished desperately that I have had the sense to the least bring a rock or some other weapon to throw at the dragon, if it decided it did not want my help. The monster that was curled up in the corner when I finally spotted him, only a bit of the moonlight managed to touch him. Catching the end of his long midnight blue tail, even though I had a hard time seeing him, I knew that he was staring at me. I could feel the heat of his gaze burning, holes into the forehead, forefront of my head. Another growl emitted from his throat as I approached. One of the warning. His, his intention was clear. Beg off. In Instead... Of angering him further, I decided to halt where I was and simply sit cross-legged on the rudge ledge I was balancing precariously on top of. His eyes tracked my movement, but he made no move to stop me. Once I was settling, I simply stared at the distant figure in the dark. You know, I spoke gingerly after a moment or I stared down. If I wanted to hurt you, I would have come armed with a knife instead of medicine. His growl this time was a mix of irritation and cruel amusement. As if the thought of me hurting him was something to laugh of. Hmm. Not that I disagree. He was a small dragon, but his danger was potent. 
It seeped into the air and filled the cave with a promise of power and pain. I brought something for you. Sticking my hands within the contents of my bag, I pulled out a flimsily wrapped piece of meat. It was small and probably not the size he was accustomed to, but it was all I could gather before rushing out the house and find him. I'm coming. I'm going to come closer now, okay? I rose and it makes and made it all of three steps before he was snarling again. Immediately I froze. Instead of trying to walk closer, I simply consented to throwing the meager amount of meat onto the ground as a couple of feet away from where he lay on his stomach. He watched it as it gradually back up and seated myself once more on the ledge. When he did not immediately jump at the offering and notch my head at the meat, raw meat in in earnest eat is not poisoned. The dragon exhaled a breath of hot air, which sounded like a scoff, raising his ginormous head from where he rested on his paw. Pounds, he leaned his head forward to delicately sniff the meat. The moonlight caught the tip of his snout, highlighting the many dark scales that shielded his body. After a minute of examination, he turned away from the food and went back into lying on the ground, carefully watching me. I frowned. Strangely offended. Ah, oh, come on. It can't be that bad. It was fresh killed today. Liar. The deer has been butchered yesterday, but I f- felt awfully offended that he has rejected my offer. For God's sake, it was heavy to carry all the way here, I only said. You die down here if you don't eat anything. Eat something. He scoffed again. But the movement made him flinch. No matter how much he tried to hide it. I could still spot the trickle of blood that pulled on the ground. Puddled it on the ground below his neck. A broken arrow was sticking out of his throat. At an odd ankle. Covered in dull green paste, whatever the paste was, it must have been mighty strong to bring something like him down. Look, if you're not gonna eat, that's fine, but at least let me fix up your wounds, so you won't die in infection. Infection. My shaking voice didn't reach, seem to reach his ears. All he did was narrowing his serpent eyes on me and buried his teeth, each fang listening with the dry blood from a recent kilt. However, whoever had hurt him had paid the price for shooting him down from the sky. If I was had to guess, I would say it had been one of the humans in my father's hunting troop. Lowering my eyes to the ground bashfully, I whispered, I promise, I won't hurt you. The dragon only hissed between his teeth, showing me the sharp, crude tips of his canes. Despite his talk, thought act, there was a horrible pain in his eyes. He was hurting. Bad. 
and it was the growing panic in his wild gaze was any indication. He knew that if he did not get help soon, he would surely die down here, alone. Ignore him for the time being, I dumped out of the resting I had bought with me. Scattering the contents in the rock ledge to analyze what I have on my hands. There's a few gaze wraps, some medical herbs to lessen the pains, pains to keep the bandages in places, a needle, some white yarn, a stolen bottle of brandy. It was my father's favorite. But my brother once told me that soldiers drink when they were about to get fixed up. I took up. I look up the dragon to find him staringly hard at the supplies I have bought with me. As soon as he saw my wandering grace, however, he snapped his eyes away from his back to deliver another half-hearted growl. Breathing in a shaking breath, I gathered my things and stood back up, meeting his stare head-on. He met my gaze with his own brooding eyes. I said. May I please fix you now? My father is in the army. I've seen him do it before. Angrily, another angrily snot was tossing in my way. However, I had said, whatever I said seems to displease him. Huh? Frowning slightly, I stepped toward a little, forward a little bit more of the ledge. I don't know if I can fix you in that form, though. I think you're going to have to shift. The dragon's reply was a long time coming. He glared at me with unblinking eyes, assessing the situation. If I did not help him now, no one would, and he would likely most die from the fever or some other terrible sickness. However, it was easy to see that he was reluctant to trust me. His hostile eyes spoke to me more than words have ever ever could as he slowly, oh, so slowly, leaned his neck back, exposing himself to me. I couldn't help but smile at the ground, hiding the triumph warming my chest. Somehow, my plan was working. My grin, however, however did not last long, though as he snarled in displeasure, displeasure, obviously ordering me to get a move on. I skipped forward obediently, and only slowed after seeing the uneasiness in his eyes, thinking to myself that it was ridiculous to be scared of a nine years old. I dropped down to my knees before his enormous form. Now that I was close, I could see his wound all better. His wings were tucked in tight to his body, but if you were to stretch them out, they would probably extend to half of the, to each end of the cave. His scales were hard but flexible, able to fit, shift and bend as he moved about. And his eyes, they were purple, purple, like the sky above, above. Your eyes are bony, I whispered after a moment, rubbing my hands on my tattoo breeches, tattered breeches. Trying in vain to get the dirt on my path to say it will not ruin the shininess of his scale. My compliment had his eyes softening in a touch. I did not notice, did not really notice, however, I was too focusing on unscalping 
the bottle of brandy. He watched my witful attempt to open it silently. However, the cork was content to stay where it was. My cheek flared red and embarrassing. Of all the time, of all the times to not be able to uncork a bottle, <sighs> the dragon who was watching with suspicious eyes leaned forward. My body still completely, as he neared, every alarm in my body was going off. With his close proximity, screamed danger, danger, danger! But the dragon simply placed one long, blazing fang on top of the cork and punctured the lid. Immediately, a gust of liquid died to float from the top and drenched my shaking hands. Thanks! I tried my best not to flee the cave. I scooted forward the dragon. was only a foot away or so from me. I took the bottle and lifted it high in the air. I'm gonna pour it at the wound now, alright? Just don't don't eat me. He snarled in amusement and I watch as I and watch as I gradually began to pour the alcohol on his wound. I expected him to hiss or snap his teeth, but he remained unfeeling. Every time I watched Father do it for the other soldiers, they've always yelped in pain or pleaded with my father to stop. The dragon, however, seems not to care unnoticed. The hot liquor is seeping into his cut, though. After that, things progressed rather smoothly. He let me stitch up his neck. Even so, some of the stitches were cracked and uneven. In the places I trapped a place, in places I tried wrapping the gaze around his wound as well, but he was just too big. I end up packing the wood with herbs and leaving at that. When I have finished, I pause before immediately running out of the cave. I have never been this close to a dragon before, and it was magical. Being near this creature felt like looking and seeing magic before I could stop myself. I lifted a tender hand to stroke his scale. The muscle in on his back all contracted immediately as he tensed up. His eye has snapped open to fix a gate on my hands, which now ran smoothly over his serpent-like skin in fascination. The dark asshole skate were smooth and as hard as diamonds I gently tapped against one of them, testing its strength. It was so consuming and studying this, the particular scales that I did not see him moving toward me until it was too late. All of a sudden, his eyes went in front of me. His jaw and his jaw and sharp teeth were so close to my face that I literally looked up in apprehension and terror. He is gonna eat me! The thought sent my heart hammering, turned directly in my chest. He drew closer until that stood between his muscle and me was the space of a butterfly wing. I'm going to die. Too terrified to cry out, I clenched my eyes shut and waited for him to bite me. A second pass, a second tick passed, then another. I debated opening my eyes, but before I could, I felt, felt him move impossibly closer, going in for the kill. 
His scale-ridden cheek brushed against the side of my face slowly, carelessing the flesh there. It was over as soon as it began, but it left me stunned. Nonetheless, I opened my eyes. I saw that he was already back in his corner, curled up on his self, with his eyes narrowed on me as if I was staring, and he was staring me to speak. Smiling shyly, I gathered my supplies before standing up and hopping from the ledge to ledge until I was at the cave entrance. I paused and turned around. Lo and behold, he still has his gaze trained upon on me. Raising a hand in farewell, I said, I come back and check on you tomorrow. It came out more like a question than a statement. The young dragon only grumbled before closing his eyes, going to sleep. I studied the beast, a heartbeat more, beaming for all my worth, before scampering out of the cave and back towards home. It's getting more and more exciting. I, I really, I'm really captivated by the story. It was only the second chapter. Mm. It's currently... Oh, God. Half past midnight. Oh, it's gotta be great. I have to get up early tomorrow. Well, I think... For first day, that was quite good. Even though I'm quite tired, I have a way lot, way much more fun than I would ever thought I would have by creating this tiny episode. So, until next time, hey.